it's a serious question because yeah. in, in college when I was when I was an undergrad before I was even in law school, I took criminal justice classes. So I'm in the I'm in the room with a bunch of cops. Yeah, you know. So we're sitting there, and uh, the, you know the uh, the professor would ask us those questions, and everybody was on board with lowering the burden of proof so it makes it easier to convict people. And I was I I remember I think I was the only one or maybe a handful of people who didn't have their hand up for agreeing to that. And when I when I would when I would reason that I I'd, I'd say, "All right, your mom's on trial for murder right now." And because the burden of proof is just lowered from beyond a reasonable doubt to preponderance of the evidence. Now your mom's convicted of of murder and she's going to jail for something she didn't do because you agreed to lower the burden of proof. What up, what up? So we got Anthony, now help me pronounce the last name, Scorzo? Scorzo. Scorzo. Yeah. Anthony Scorzo. So that's, how Italian is that? How Italian? Yeah. Is that it's, a, it's Italian, yeah. Is it 100%? Like, are you 100% Italian? I'm not. So no. are you second, third generation? Um, first gen, well, second generation on my mother's side, third generation on my father's. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So have you ever, you ever gone back and visited? Like Never any? gone yet. I've actually only been out of the country once. Where'd you go? Colombia. Colombia. What'd you yeah. go there for? Um, uh, my ex is Col- was Colombian, so she uh, okay. She had family out there and everything, so we went and visited. It was okay. a good time. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. What was the best food out there? Man, the steak was awesome. Steak. Yeah, and it was all cheap too. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the conversion rate out there is is just. Now, was there it's, any wagyu beef, or what kind of cut did you get? No, it wasn't anything expensive. It was just you know, a good, just a good steak. Yeah, it was just a good steak. How'd they cook it? Medium, medium rare. What they, did they smoke? Did they like grill it? How'd they? It was grilled mainly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it, it was just, man. You go out there. There's people walking around everywhere. You got yeah. guys. They're selling uh, uh, coconut water out there. Yep. And just regular coconuts. Man, it was just. It was a dream. You know, we ate food out in the, uh, right, right in the 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 lake, the ocean. Yeah. Basically, I mean, it okay. was it was cool as hell. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. You ever eaten uh, any meat off a of Traeger grill? So it's Traeger, Traeger grill. grill. It's like this wood pellet grill, but it's like, like it like monitors itself. You set it to a temperature so you can like slow cook your meat on like a set temp. And then it's got this gauge. You just stick it in the meat and it tells you like what temp your meat's at. And then you can just Google like what's Traeger medium grill. Rare. Yeah. It's a Traeger grill. Joe Rogan shouts him out all the time. I had one out in Lincoln, Nebraska. I liked one of the nicest models. Damn. It was phenomenal. Hooks up to your phone. Mm. You can monitor like your meat, like I would slow cook ribs on Sundays for our office and like like pork belly and you know what I mean? Just like just different cuts of meat and it was fire. It was phenomenal. We'd sit it on there six, eight hours in the night with a good like making calls and sales all day long. And then, you know, you, you, we end the night. Always Sundays, I made it like a family day because I grew up, my best friend was Italian. Yeah. Every Sunday, we, oh, he'd yeah. invite me over to his grandma's and it was like a feast. It was probably the best day of the week. He'd be like, you coming over to Graham's? Yeah, we did. I mean, we did the same thing too. Yeah. You know, after my grandparents passed away, you know, we all stopped getting together too much. Yeah. Know, during the holidays, especially. But Sundays, man, nothing beats a Sunday. A Sunday nothing. Italian dinner, man. We play uh, football out in the yard, like right before dinner or right after dinner. Yeah. We just, you know, my cousins and I, we just run around and, yep. you know, goof off, yep. play video games, or we just beat the hell out of each other downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Dope. yeah. Now, where'd you grow up? 
I grew up in Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale, yes. Illinois. Right. Okay. Yeah, so Bloomingdale, Illinois. It's right by the Schomburg area, Schomburg, okay. Addison. So how far is that from where we're at? About 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, okay, maybe. so you've been here for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did your parents do growing up? My dad's an electrical engineer. Uh, my mom, she stayed at home most of the time, but then she worked in insurance for a little while. Okay, um, life, like us? What? Nah, no, she worked for farmers. Okay. Yeah, so she worked for a... Uh, just, I, I think it was a franchise, mm. a franchisee owner. Yeah. Um, you know, he was never there. He was always in Florida and she was okay. always at the office by herself. Yeah. So, that makes um, sense. yeah, so she did that for a really long time. Yep. Um, and then my parents moved out of Illinois back in 2000, 2016, right before I went to law school. Where did they go to? Florida? No, they went to New York. New York. I know. Right. I mean, you would think. Yeah. With, with, uh. Now, are they like in the city part or the country part? They're in Rochester. So it was way, I mean, Rochester, upstate New York, it's just like Illinois. Yeah. You know, Chicago is basically its own state. Uh, New York City, its own state. You go up north to Rochester, I mean, it's it's basically. Are they like polar opposites? Is it like. Polar opposites, yeah. So I it's mean, probably it's more conservative up in Rochester? Very or? much so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's if farmland. Is it all, are they in, is that area of like force vaccinated and such? No, I'm getting to this pretty abruptly, but now I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, it was, it, I mean, there. New York City, from what I've seen, is the one that's, is the, the Real, area that's, like, you can't get into anything without having a vaccine card. Right. Well, I mean, Chicago's getting that way, too. Now, since I brought it up, is there ways to, like, is that, like, unconstitutional? Like, aren't there ways where it's like, yo, dude, like, that's, you can't necessarily force that all right so there's there's a lot of different ways in how so there's the law school way of how these things work yeah right so that's like the answer is c yeah you want my opinion i don't think any of this is constitutional because i mean you if we're gonna be if we're gonna be talking about roe versus wade yeah right where uh the court talks about something called substantive due process yeah um it's a made-up term it's not anywhere in the constitution yeah so I know a lot of a lot of lawyers are going to disagree with me on this, but um, substantive due process is something that's not in the Constitution. But yeah. it's it's a um, it's something that you're afforded under in the Constitution. So in that case, they read in to Roe versus Wade. They read they read into the uh, the Constitution a right to privacy, which isn't in the Constitution either. Yeah. But you can say that it's implied in the Fourth Amendment. Uh, unreasonable searches and seizures. Well, yeah. If the cops can't, if they can't come into your house and search you, well, I guess you can argue that you have an implicit right to privacy there. Yes. So if that's the case, then person has a right to privacy with their own body. Yeah. So the government can't tell you what to do with your body. Yes. Which is why at the same time, then you can't tell a, a woman to get an abortion. Yes. Now, putting morals aside, just looking at what the law says. If you can't tell a person what to do with their body, why could you tell them to mandate them to take a vaccine? Yeah. So that, I mean, in short, that's kind of the crux of it, in my opinion. There was a doctor, I don't know if you're familiar with him, and his last name is Kevorkian. And he, Dr. Kevorkian, and you can look it up. And uh, essentially, he he would, under a patient's permission, euthanize that patient. Like, like say they were in like, uh, just like a fatal state you know what i mean where they had just endured this just horrible disease and they were like on their last leg they could go in and say look I, i'd like to just like cross the bridge you know what i mean but put to sleep yeah so i think of like privacy of the body and certain things like that and it's like you talk about like 
just the crazy things that people are able to do. You know what I mean? And and then you get into situations where it's like, oh no, now you're mandated. But it's so confusing to me because it's like the United States of America, but it's like almost like each individual state is its own state. Like Texas and Florida seem like the most free from the out like outward perspective of like, all right, well. You know what I mean? They seem like they're able to like... Well, that's where the 10th Amendment comes in because then you have the separation of states. So uh, that's why in Cal... So when people are talking about Roe versus Wade being overturned, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to get an abortion. Yeah. That just means it kicks it back to the states because right now it's a federal law, well, federal case law. It, again, this is where a lot of lawyers are going to differ with me, but um, it's, it's already federal law that they cannot... That the government can't put and this is, comes from Planned Parenthood versus Casey, an undue burden on a woman uh, on a woman to be to, to get an abortion, essentially. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember a case that I... The case for Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the facts surrounding it. But essentially, an undue burden is... It's a little bit... So there's different burdens that you have to... That you have to jump over when you're trying to... Uh, when you're trying to pass a law and see if it's constitutional. Yeah. So you have strict scrutiny, which is the the most the, the the hardest hurdle for the government to jump over. Undue burden, which is strictly for abortions right now, and then rational basis. Um, so, hang on, I gotta I gotta go back because my mind just starts I can't even imagine off. like it, it just starts wandering off memorizing and, all these yeah. cases. Like, what even is Roe versus Wade? Uh, so that was a case where a woman was trying to get an abortion. Okay. Essentially, in the in the state, in the government was saying that the states can't, uh, they cannot enforce a law that prevents a woman from getting an abortion because of the, because of the implicit right to privacy. Now, Planned Parenthood versus Casey that talks about the undue burden standard. Yeah. So you can't place an undue burden on somebody getting a, on a woman getting an abortion. So, if if that if that case gets overturned, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. All that means is it gets kicked back to the states. So Illinois, California, New York, all the very blue left-leaning states, you're going to be able to get an abortion there. Yeah. There's a misconception about if if the if the courts overrule that. So the state is what really has all the power, like where you're living. Well, I mean, it's slowly diminishing, but yes, the the feds. That's I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the difference between conservatives and liberals. Um, it's it's top-down control from the left the left government. While with the right government, conservatives, you have more of a hands-off approach. States kind of decide what they want to do. Now, you know, I, it, that's very, very, very general. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot more intricacies to it. And you don't necessarily have to, you don't have to identify with one group of people. You can like some stuff from the left, like some stuff from the right. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, for instance, some conservatives may like top-down control, but they don't like socialized health care. Yeah, which I guess is kind of that kind of doesn't make any sense, but um, well, maybe it does because you still want to have competition with insurance companies yeah. in the marketplace. But um, so you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's not it's not black and white, but that's kind of the crux of it. Now, when you're defending a client, what, why do so many lawyers reference cases? Is it to say like, hey, look, in this situation, this relates to this case? And so here's what we need to lean towards. Right. Yeah. So essentially you're you're drawing back to those cases and trying to draw a comparison to it saying. Can you literally say any public case? Like even well, if it was very minor or does it need to be a major successful case? So it has to be it has to be within your jurisdiction. Uh, so if it's let's say it's a state case, 
you want to have state law. So if it's an Ill, we'll use Illinois for example. If you if I want to cite some case to get somebody off of whatever it is, um, just to kind of kind of put it in real life, if you're going to file a motion to quash and suppress, we'll use a DUI. All right. So in the DUI, you have you, your a license automatically gets suspended. It's called the statutory summary suspension. So within 46 days of receiving a notice of suspension, your license is suspended. You're not allowed to drive. But in the law, you have something that you can file. It's a petition to rescind the statutory summary suspension. Once you file that, it's, we refer to it as a PTR. Mm-hmm. Once you file your PTR, you then have the state has 30 days to get you a hearing where you show essentially there's four things but really the the only four the only two out of the four are the only ones that are really litigated um the first is that your blood alcohol or breath alcohol wasn't over a 0.08 or the officer didn't have reasonable grounds to uh to arrest you for a dui so you have 30 days to get that now let's say within the third and i'm getting to the case law part yeah so let's say within the 30 days, um, I send subpoenas, I send notice to produce to the state, to the police department saying, you know, I want the squad video. I also want, uh, you know, the police narrative. Yeah. So give me everything so I can put on an effective trial in 30 days. So let's say the 30-day mark comes up. I don't have squad video. Squad video is available. I tell the judge, judge, I can't pres- I can't proceed on this, this hearing because I don't have the squad video. Right. Yeah. So part of the squad video is is it, it's an integral part of the DUI because yeah. it tells you essentially what happened. You know, not that the officer is lying, but video is much easier to work with than than paper than yeah. a narrative. So there's a case um, there's a case called People versus Patel, and I'm, I might be getting this wrong, um, but in People versus Patel, the attorney in that case didn't get everything by the thirtieth day that they asked for. So they told the judge, how can we put on an effective case without getting all the evidence that we requested? So the judge says, so they're saying the only thing you could do is rescind the statutory summary suspension because under the statute, they have to give us 30 days. Well, they gave us our 30 days. We're here to, we're here to present our case, but we can't, we can't what's called answer ready for trial because we don't have everything that we asked for. So until we get everything that we ask for, then we'll be ready for trial. But the problem is, is the statute gives you 30 days. It's the 30th day. So if we go past that and it's not our fault, then you the only option here is to rescind the statutory summary suspension. So that's what happened in that case. So now that's, especially in Cook County, that's what defense attorneys rely on a lot. It's a Patel motion. So that's the case that it comes from. Now, are there two main types of attorneys? There's defense... And then, oh man! I mean, there's all types of attorneys. I mean, what are have, are there like two like main types? Like when you're seeing no. in the shows, are those always defense? Like when they're like drug dealers and so, uh, yeah, major I, criminals. That's a defense attorney, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so in in the criminal world, you have defense attorneys and you have prosecutors. But the prosecutors can also break down into state prosecutors. That's where you see on the. Uh, Does the somebody case. go to law school to become a prosecutor? Also, yeah, they pass a bar and everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Prosecutors, there are state prosecutors, there are city prosecutors. So, uh, for instance, the city of Lombard, they have their own prosecutor. So it's just one person? Usually that or it's a law firm. Okay. So there's some law firms, they run the city. Okay. You know? um, 
And usually those guys are much easier to work with because it's more personable. You know, yes. they, you know them, you could talk to them. The state, it's just some. So with where we're at right now, what runs up, what like prosecutor runs are? Well, it depends. Lombard. So Lombard, so far with some of the tickets that uh, I've I, gotten. Well, yeah, the ones that you got, th- those were all city, uh, okay. city of Lombard. Seems pretty yeah. easy, kind yeah. of. So I mean, and it's easy to work with them too. So yeah, you know, I have they're they're much easier to talk. That's to. That's a firm, or is that an individual prosecutor? It's usually a firm. Okay. It could be an individual, but that's a lot of work for one person. Okay, that makes sense. So that makes sense. Um, now you you're like you just cover many different like lines. Yeah, it's, I have a general practice. So okay, um, majority of my practice is real estate, family law, and criminal law. Yep. Uh, but I also do some corporate work. Um, you know, just. Some, very very small corporate uh, formations, LLC formations. Yeah, um, I'm starting to dip my foot in the Secretary of State, and okay. that's just a whole different animal. So, when you get a DUI, you lose your license. So let's say you beat the case, or you don't beat the case, doesn't matter. Yeah, your license is gone. Um, usually, on your second DUI, it's revoked. So, there's a long, grueling process that you got to go through to get your license back. So, defense attorneys, they just dispose of your criminal case. But then there's that extra step after that to get your license back. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get into too. Okay. Um, and that, ugh, man, it's it's it sucks. Now is it just a lot of studying or? It's just it's not even necessarily studying. It's just it's knowing. It's knowing, it's knowing people really. It's knowing first of all what the statute is telling you you have to bring, uh, to, in order to get your license back. So what the person has to go through, and again I'm not an expert on this yet. Um, I've only started looking into it. So you need, let's say you, you lost your license after your third DUI. Well, th- the state's just not going to give it back to you. You might get a restricted driving permit, which is an RDP. Yeah. Um, that only allows you to, let's say, drive to work. If driving is in, in integral, an integral part of your, of, of, uh, of working, let's yep. say. Uh, or if you're suspended, some people need a restricted driving permit. They can't be suspended because they have to drive for work. So that one's a little bit easier if it's not dealing with a DUI. Uh, but if it's dealing with a DUI, then you have to get counseling too. And you already have to do counseling through the uh, through the courts for cr- your criminal case. And you can't use that same counseling. You have to get somebody for the Secretary of State. Yeah. So it's just it's just ridiculous. And then even let's say you uh, you tell you tell the uh, the Secretary of State. I completed my probation. I didn't drink as I was told not to do. They're going to be like, okay, so you fo- you do what you're told when you're being watched, but what yeah. about when you're not being watched? So then it's like, Jesus Christ, I did all this work for nothing. For and now what? I got to do, now I got to be abstinent from alcohol even longer than that. Yeah. So, I mean, it is just, it's insane. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're, it's different than the court, than the uh, criminal system because the burden's on you to tell them why you get your driving privileges back. Because driving is not a right; it's a privilege. Wow. Yeah. So, so what what classifies something as, like, so why isn't it that, uh, like, I guess in a sense, like when it comes to like the vaccine, why isn't it like it's a privilege for you not to have the vaccine? Like, could they say something like that? Well, <laughs> I would say I would just say under Roe versus Wade. I, yeah, like I privacy. Have a, I have a right to privacy. You can't tell me what to do with my body. So, I mean, but, if we're if we're gonna be running with that right now, and that's case law. Yeah. Then. In my opinion, that's the way it should be. I mean, of course, there's more to it. I can't just sit here and say that blatantly. Yeah. Um, now, a, how did it get FDA approved so quickly? I don't know. 
I don't know how the FDA process works, but all I know is that there's so many products out there that aren't FDA approved. Not FDA approved or in most vaccines, they take a while. Is it true they take a while? Are there any other cases where a vaccine was approved so quickly by the FDA? Not that I'm aware of, but again, I'm not, that's something I'm not, I haven't looked into too much. So okay. the only thing, the only thing that I could say about the vaccine is that it's, it, it you shouldn't be told what to do. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, I, with your body. Again, yeah. Or, or, or I agree. Versus weight is just something that if, if we're going to, if we're going to say star decisis, which means, which is basically the court following its, fo- its previous cases. It's it, so contradictory when I really think about it, because Typically, the individuals that do really put, it seems like that, that do push the vaccine are more liberal. Yeah. And then you typically see with, with that party, just in general, from, from like a, yeah. uh, an opinion. I'm Again, I'm not the, the most politically intelligent, but it seems like that's where, like, uh, there's a, a bigger push for, um, like, I don't know, like, different, like, I, I would say basically, like, females competing in, like, male sports or just that, that like, you know what I mean, just respect of homosexuality and transgenders and all that and so it's like almost like we'll say like don't tell you know they're asking not for you to tell them what to do with their bodies there but then when it comes on the side of like well don't tell us what to do you know with what our with, with our sure. bodies yeah it comes, so it's like it's almost like hypocritical yeah and the same argument argument can be made about conservatives too though yeah i mean because a lot of a lot of the left-leaning types i would say they say that a lot of conservatives, they care about the kid inside the womb, but once they come out, they don't give a shit about him anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if that's the goes case. goes both ways. Yeah, sure. I mean, it all goes both ways. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the idea, the point is, is that for whatever reason, people feel the need to follow something that they don't believe because it's on their team. Yeah. I'm a White Sox fan, but yeah. that doesn't mean if they do something stupid or pick up a dumb player, I'm going to be like, no, that guy's my guy now. Yeah. It's like, no, they did something stupid. I'm going to criticize them. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not a fan anymore. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with politics. Politics. It's like, okay, your, your side does something stupid. Yep. Criticize them for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. There's nothing wrong with saying your side fucked up. Yep. You got to yell at them for it and yeah. get upset about it. That doesn't mean you have to believe it, but they're still your team. Yes. And so it just, it, that's, politics is just so ridiculous with that kind of stuff. Now, do you think they'll ever be able to nationally mandate the vaccine? Like, will it be like ever, like, is there ever a way where it could be like, look, you know what I mean? If you guys want to keep living here or be out of jail, like on some like really fucked up shit, like, well, that Biden's ever? trying that already. So, but is that ever like possible, like that'll potentially like actually happen? I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, you already see people not, they're not complying well, right now. Didn't, what's it, fa- didn't that big state, was it Virginia? Didn't it flip? Well, so Virginia. What does that mean? Okay, so so Virginia has been generally a democratic state. Yes. Um, and uh, so they had their elections coming up. And yep. I guess, you know, one of the, one of the, in, the incumbent Democrat governor of the state he was he was asked about and again this is why i don't think people are going to comply with, if there is ever a national mandate which there won't be but yeah um because this governor was telling this potential governor was telling people telling parents specifically that they don't have control over their kids education so you know you're going to tell a parent that especially if you tell my parents my parents would flip shit they'd be yeah. like excuse me <laughs> yeah my my mom would not let that fly. Yeah. So the, uh, the governor Yunkin, who's the new governor, he was Republican. Uh, he, 
he had a different stance on that, and he was listening to what the people were saying. And Go to whatever fucking you know, school you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, that's pretty much what they were saying. But, I mean, the main thing about that was from the Daily Wire, which is a conservative uh, uh, news network. Yeah. They broke, one of their investigative journalists broke a story where a, a transgender boy raped a girl in uh, one of the bathrooms there. Yeah. And the school covered it up. What the and they fuck? didn't, yeah, they, they covered it up. And I mean, and it, so I guess they had a sexual relationship in the past. It doesn't make a difference. He was, charged, he was charged with a count of anal sodomy. Yeah. So if you're charged with something like that, you know, it was, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. So the school covered it up. And, uh, that after that story broke, that really swung the state red. Yeah. As far as the governorship goes. Yeah, hell yeah. So I that was that's I guess in a sense that's what they meant by it flipping red. Is that the most powerful individual over the state? Is it the governor? The governor, yeah. You could think of the governor as what's, like the president. Is he over the senators? Like what's the state senator? So you it's not really over one person over another. Okay. Um you have a breakdown of three branches of government. You have the legislature, yeah, which is your congress people, your senators. Then you have the executive branch, which is your president of the United States yep. or the governor. And then you have your judiciary branch, which is the courts. Okay. So uh, the judiciary for Illinois would be the Illinois trial courts, the um, the appellate courts, yep. the Illinois Supreme Court. and then Is that the court I was in for my speeding tickets? That was the trial courts, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then... Um, and then with the feds, you have the appellate courts, the uh, fed the federal district appellate courts, and then you have the United States Supreme Court. Okay. So that's kind of where does the governor out. sit and the senator sit? So kind of on this separate end. So the legislature makes your law. They okay. write they write into law what. And that write, would be they, like senators. Right. So the Congress people write the law. So they're constantly writing new laws. Right. What the fuck? How yeah. many laws do we have? Uh, uh, millions. I they mean, have to contradict so many. Yep. And that's and that's what the courts are there for. So, you know, like you'll have one of the family laws. One of the family law statutes read um, for collecting college expenses, for having one one parent collect college expenses from another parent. It reads that. Um, oh God, is it twenty? Not past twenty three, but not over the age of twenty five. So it's like there's this weird gray area where it says that you can collect. And I. I'm butchering the statute. I can't yeah. remember what it says word for word. But it, it, the question's like, all right, so is it 23 when you can petition the other parent for college expenses, or is it 25? Yeah. So we really don't know. I mean, it's and nobody's litigated it, and it really, I don't, I don't think anybody will, because I think it's kind of a general, I, a general understanding amongst the community that it's t 23 to 25. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, it's it's a costly process to a, appeal cases too. Okay. So. Now, with you doing it in family court, I was I was thinking about this the other day. So, like, with, like, prenups and alimony and child support, how are those, like, all men? Like, how can somebody pay, like, $100,000 a month, like some celebrity or big 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 ball player or something like that, pay $100,000 a month in child support, and then somebody else, like, gets away with, like, paying zero? It's based on your income. So it's all – now, alimony, too? Like, I don't understand alimony. So, mate, so there's two separate things. So child support is the – Support that goes to the kid. You're supposed yeah. to spend that money on the kid. Maintenance is paying for, um, it's paying for basically the person. It's the lifestyle they were adjusted to. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, let's say you have a wife. You're yeah. working. You're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, just as as a number. Okay. Yeah. She's stay at home mom. 
She's staying at home with the kids. She does it for 10 years. Yeah. Now you guys are getting a divorce. She's going to have to fend for herself. How the hell is she going to do that? She's been out of the workforce for 10 years. Yeah. So she's she can't necessarily take care of herself. Yep. So what do you do? Well, you pay her as if she's still living at home. And how, then you well, pay her maintenance. Well, how, how do they determine that? It's it's based on statute and income. It's it's never it's never. So a, if somebody's doing that hundred thousand scenario, like what are they what are they coming for? I couldn't tell you. No, I, it I really all varies. Yeah, it varies. I mean, it depends on it depends on their their debt. It depends on. And does it vary on how long you have to pay them too? Yep. So there's long-term relationships. There's short-term. How quickly does it kick in that you'd have to do alimony? Like, could you be dating someone as, for as, two months? As soon as a judgment is entered. So you file a petition for dissolution of marriage, get served on the other person. But I'm saying, like, what qualifies somebody to request alimony? Could you be dating someone for two months, oh. break up, and then be like... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you have what, to be married. You have to be... Yeah, you have to be married. Are there states where you don't have to be married? Um, yeah, there's common law marriage. So, um, oh, God. I don't know if Illinois recognizes common law marriage, but this is more of a bar exam thing. So common law marriage, you have to be, you have to purport, you have to, I'm going to butcher the language, but it's you, you, you act in the society as if you guys are married. Yeah. So even though you're not legally married from through the state, yeah, you kind of act like you are. I wonder what time span they put on that. Um, it's about seven years usually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So seven years. And there's one more element that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but that's basically what it is. And then if you guys you know, break up or something, then they could file a petition. Uh, now, how can women keep coming back or, or even men, I guess I should say, how can parents come back and keep requesting more and more child support? So it depends on the change in circumstances. So if there's a dramatic change in circumstances, you can ask to you can ask to increase the child support. Um, if something, let's say, happens to the kid where they need additional help or something like that, you could petition the court for that. Uh, and you know, the court, if there ask. isn't a figure there to provide child support, how do parents take care of those kids? What do you mean by that? Like my dad was in jail, okay. so we didn't get child support and my mom didn't completely go on government assistance. The most she did was food stamps. But even then, cause her and my dad were always arguing, even when she was in jail and he had like falsified something in regard to her food stamps. So she had to work even more. Like she worked like a hundred hours a week. We literally like never saw her. Yeah. So now when you have no government assistance and you don't have child support, what, what are those people do? They just got to find a way. They're just working at it. Yeah. They just got to find a way. Trying to find a way now. But like, does that, is that work for like all parents? Like if they, if one of the parents is in jail, how do they get support? They just have to get welfare. Well, they would have to look for the government assistance that they can find. And if the, if the other, parent still has money you know if you're suing rob goyevich yeah in, in jail and you know he's still making his government salary while he's sitting and rotting in jail yeah well then yeah he'll still have to pay child support if it's court mandated okay i mean at the same time how do you enforce that though because they're in jail what are you gonna do throw them in jail for not paying child support? yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's almost it i don't know it's 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 difficult i mean sometimes you know people are looking for lawyers to be the magicians and make things happen it's not yeah. like that you know it there's there's too many moving parts there's too many p- other parties you know i i have clients that get upset that they they're like you know this system is rigged it's bullshit i'm like no it's the system's not rigged there's winners and losers at everything yeah if you're playing a game there's a winner and there's a loser if you're fighting something out in court there's a winner and a loser and yeah the loser is it's not always somebody who's going to be sitting there stomping their feet saying the other side cheated but the people that they do, I mean, there's an outlet for that. There's a pell- there's a the appellate process. But most of the time, you just lost. Yeah. You know? I mean, even if you had a great attorney that did everything that they could, 
sometimes the facts just are not on your side. Yeah. And you just lose. That makes so. sense. What are your thoughts like on attorneys? And it, I mean, everybody's entitled to now. What would be the law where everybody's entitled to their like their own defense? Like, like having a, a lawyer. Is there a law that's like everybody's entitled to that? Yeah, that's the Sixth Amendment. So you have a, you have the right to an you do have the right to an attorney. Okay. It's mainly in capital cases, but then there's also misdemeanors where you can be appointed the public defender, um, but you have to qualify for it. Is there ever a scenario where you're not entitled? Traffic tickets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a petty offense. So you're not, you don't, they don't necessarily, you, you can't, I mean, you're entitled to have an attorney there and you, you have the right to not speak, but it's, you know, it's, it's just a traffic offense. So it's, it's not really something that, uh, that people really make an issue out of because there's not any jail time to it. So if you add jail time, which is the Gideon versus Wainwright case, you start adding jail time to it. Well, then if your liberty is at stake, then you should have a right to an attorney, somebody to defend you that can do a better job than you would. Yeah. Um, so that's... Now, what are your thoughts on individuals that are like murderers and rapists? They're like having to defend somebody like that or attorneys that are like, like, you know, like, that's oh, dude, this classic, dude just- The classic question, absolutely. So this is the way I think of it. Your, our system is set up so you're, Innocent until proven guilty. Now, whether now it's set up that way. Now, whether or not that's the case when you're going into trial, if a judge already has their mind made up, or the jury just doesn't like the judge it. makes the decision. The jury makes a decision now. And in, in some cases, okay. some cases you have bench trials. Some cases you have jury trials. Um, okay. So in in a case where there's a, uh, you know, it's set up. All right. So it's set up. You're innocent until proven guilty. Right. Yeah. So I would rather have. A murderer walk free, then my mom go to jail for something she didn't do. Yeah. So you you tell me, would you rather have two guilty people walk free so one innocent person can walk free? Or would you have rather have those two guilty per- people go to jail and have an innocent person go to jail as well? Uh, what, what, what would you rather have? Because this, the, I, I'm, I'm, it's a serious question. Because yeah. in, in college, when I, was, when I was an undergrad, before I was even in law school... I took criminal justice classes, so I'm in the I'm in the room with a bunch of cops. Yeah, you know, so we're sitting there, and uh, the you know the uh, the professor would ask us those questions, and everybody was on board with lowering the burden of proof, so it makes it easier to convict people. And I was I I remember I think I was the only one, or maybe a handful of people who didn't have their hand up for agreeing to that. And when I when I would when I would reason that I I'd say. All right, your mom's on trial for murder right now. And because the burden of proof is just lowered from beyond a reasonable doubt to preponderance of the evidence, now your mom's convicted of, of murder and she's going to jail for something she didn't do because you agreed to lower the burden of proof. You think that's fair? Like, you want that to happen to your mom? No. And yeah, and everybody, and everybody sits there like, but, but, you know, what about those terrible people? Fine, whatever. They go to jail too. So then they're in jail with your mom. You're still okay with that? Like it just, it's, it's stupid, you know? I mean, and maybe it's cause I'm, I'm such a, I have such a defense mindset to it. Yeah. But to me, that just makes sense. You know? Yeah. No, it's just, I like that perspective. I really like that perspective. Yeah. But you got beyond a reasonable doubt, your highest burden. It's, uh, there no doubt for which reason can be given in either a rational consideration of the evidence or lack of evidence. Now what determines how the case is going to get settled? Like if it's a bench jury or. So settled. So you have you have uh, for criminal cases you reach a verdict. Um, if you take it all the way, you run it all the way through. 
Um, civil cases, you usually get a judgment. Uh, so it's an order that the judge enters against you or a judgment that says that you have to do something or a judgment entering, you know, that the person's not liable. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not necessarily, uh, it's not black and white, but if you take, we'll use criminal cause criminals a little more straightforward. If you're going to reach a settlement with somebody, it generally is more of a, uh, you, you talk to the state and you say, listen, my guy's mother, Teresa, you know, he feeds the homeless every, every week. He lets people into his house to live there if they're homeless or something, you know, you know what I mean? You just, you, it's called mitigation. So you provide them with mitigation. You provide them with all the good stuff. They're taking care of this person. They make X amount of dollars. They're going through this hardship. And then the state comes back with, okay, well, they did this. They committed this crime. These are the facts behind that, that crime that they committed. So let's find a middle ground where we don't have to take this to trial and spend money on court costs and paying our state's attorneys to litigate a case. So let's find some middle ground where we're all going to be happy. So that's when you plea a case down from, let's say, a felony DUI, you plea it down to a misdemeanor DUI. So that way you don't take the case to a trial. You don't expend money on state's attorneys. You know, and you, let's say the person just made a mistake. So you have a, you have a person who was charged with a crime when they weren't really, let's say, they, they, it was... Because, again, it, not everybody's a rapist, not everybody's a murderer. Every, every defense case, almost every defense case, it's just somebody who made a mistake. So we're not trying to crucify that person. Yeah. So instead you're saying, let's not put them through the entire process. Let's give them, let's just knock it down a little bit so that way you guys don't have to work, we don't have to work, and justice is still served. Yeah. That's kind of the idea behind a plea deal. That's insane. Yeah. So... With, I, I guess I, with the defending and everything like that, is there a way, like, the states can, like, bring something against the, like, executive, like, the, the federal? You know what I mean? Like, if state Sue, is, like... Yes, the state sues the federal government? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, look, you know what I mean? We don't like how you're trying to, like, Biden, you're trying to mandate this, so you know what? Yeah, Texas, gonna... is, uh, Texas was one of the states that sued uh, Biden over the vaccine mandate. So do they win that, or is that something that's just going to take? The courts put a stop to it. So they file, they, uh, basically they, from what I understand how it went down was the courts said, this isn't going to kick in. So Biden's like, we're going to try to kick this in after the holidays. The court's like, no, we're going to litigate this out first, and we're putting a temporary, uh, a temporary injunction against you, which is basically, an injunction is basically saying, uh, a court order telling you to do something or to stop doing something. Yeah. So they, they put in the injunction to stop the mandate. So now the re the next presidential election will be next fall, right? 2022. When did he get 2024. in? 2020, 2024. Yeah. So who, Yeah, man, it's only been, it's only been 11 months. Holy fuck. Biden. I know it feels like a century. Yeah. Holy shit. I was already like, all right, well at least we'll, you know, have an idea of someone that no, I can but remember the, their fucking words. Yeah, the the, uh, <laughs> the midterms are coming up in 2022. So what would those be? Senators, Congress people. Okay. Uh, Hopefully there's some more. Governors. More realistic people. I don't, I don't give a fuck if it's red or blue. Just somebody with I, a I think you, fucking brain. You share, the, you, share, you share a similar mindset than everybody else in the world. I, the, would, the, I feel the, like everybody's just kind of tired of this shit. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I'm thinking, but now when I'm thinking of 2024 is who do you think is going to like, is that way too far out for you to think like, who's going to be in office? I think we'll swing back. I feel like it'll just be back. If man, if things continue the way they are, it's definitely going to swing back red. I mean, it's already, it, the midterms are already going to show that it's going to swing back red. Yeah. I guarantee I'm really getting it. that vibe. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Now what's, I always hear, I never like, I don't watch any news. So I don't know anything political. I don't know anything news wise. Nothing never like bothers me. People are like, Oh, do you hear this happen? Like I start, when I first started hearing Omicron, it was through a meme on, on, on my grind. Yeah, and I, I was like, Oh, that's, I'll be honest. That's kind of the same thing with me. That's hilarious. <laughs> on my grind, Omicron. I was like, what the hell is Omicron? And they're like, Oh, there's a new variant. You should actually get your 18th booster. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, the thing about the Omicron virus is I don't think, and I'm, I might be wrong, which I don't care if I am because whatever, yeah. There hasn't been a single death from it. Everybody's talking about the cases are going up. Well, who gives a fuck? Are I don't know who's going died to, at all. Are, are, I, I I've know not met people. one person. Okay. I, I've met a few. So my, my condolences yeah. to those individuals that have, that have passed away and, and, and affected and, from COVID. And mine too. And again, with the Omicron virus, it, it's almost a good thing that this thing came out because it's more transmissible, meaning yeah. it's easier to get it. But I don't give a fuck how many people get it. I give a fuck how many people are hospitalized and how many people die. Yes. Because if and strictly from that, not because they got the cold, they had a cold and they were extremely overweight, had a heart attack and died. Right. I mean, again, if we're going to talk, we're not going to label that COVID. If we're going to talk about healthcare in this system and and doctors prescribing the wrong things, I mean, that's a whole nother, oh a whole nother story God, because, dude. because, you know, one of the things that people can do is they can focus on their diet and they can focus on their exercise. And how much stock do some of these political figures have in the pharmaceutical companies distributing the vaccine uh tons you know what i mean yeah. and it's like dude like are you serious yeah you know what i mean like, i'm cool with people making money i love making money yeah but it's like let's just be honest and open it's like you know what i mean like not shortcut and mm -hmm. put a demand in in place where it's like physically impossible for people not to have it through this fear monger but then i'm thinking like also i keep hearing the next thing i always hear about politically is these the cuomo brothers oh yeah <laughs> Who is? What are they? Are they, I thought they? I thought they so, were comedians. I didn't know they were actually in political. <laughs> I saw this video of like, you got me in trouble. No, you got me. Like they were arguing and like, yeah, I was like, this is comical. Are they comedians? Because this is kind of yeah, funny. So, so uh, Chris Cuomo was a uh, news anchor on CNN, and then, uh, uh, oh my God, how am I forgetting his Dude, name? I gotta look up this video. It's hilarious. I know what you're talking about though. It's and then do you are you talking about with the big uh, the big Q-tip too? Ah, uh, dude, there's this one Cuomo. Are you, are you, like you, Ma said like something. I was like, what the hell? Governor Andrew Cuomo. And now, then their father was Mario Cuomo from, uh, from New York. Whoa, whoa. And he was a big politician. So. Now, you know, I've seen you referred to a little bit recently as the love gov. And I'm wondering if yeah. they're brothers. The Dude, this is hilarious. I wonder where's the one where he's like, no, mom doesn't like you. Oh, here's that Q-tip you're talking about. Yep. So did, were they both in the same state? Was he a news anchor in New York? Uh, I don't know where CNN's headquarters are. I think they might be in New York. Okay. But they, but they're brothers. And actually, Chris Cuomo got fired because he was, he was helping out his brother with um, that that allegation, the, the sexual allegation charges against him. So. So, Andrew was the governor. Yep. And so he got removed. Well, he stepped down. He stepped down. Yeah. He so what, what's he do now? Nobody knows. I, well, I don't know if nobody knows, but I have no idea. Andrew, let's see his net worth because these these governors. Oh, these dude, guys got a lot of money. Like, Absolutely. Like a lot. Yeah, and especially Chris Cuomo. He's. he's They're saying his current net worth is approximately five million dollars, dude. That is not true. 
That's what's reported. Five. I met the governor of uh, the previous governor of Tennessee down at that leadership event I was at, John Maxwell. And uh-huh. he, he was worth a bill, part owner in the Cleveland Browns. Well, that makes sense then. So I obviously, yeah. yeah, that piece there. But like, and then, uh, so I know the director of economics in Nebraska. That's how I got into cigars. So his name's Tony Goins, and he's got a sweet cigar lounge down in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you're ever out in Lincoln, Nebraska, it's the Capital Cigar Lounge. And so he got me plugged in there. I was one of the youngest members there and started just going over, uh, is it, I'm not getting, I'm not the smartest, G, D, or GP, something like the gross product income or something. Oh, okay. G, yeah, is yeah. it GDP? GDP, yeah. gross domestic. Profit. I don't know what it stands for, but I, I know what you're talking about. I think about, it's yeah. so like just certain like financial literacy and just things to almost enhance my abilities and just my career and everything with, with, you know, insurance and running that down there. But he was uh, directly connected with the governor of Nebraska, which was Pete Ricketts, who's also a co- co-owner of the Cubs with his sister, mm-hmm. a Ricketts out here. We were trying to, we were discussing about trying to get, get some of these guys on the podcast, but yeah, it'd be it's cool. crazy to see how these governors are so truly like really powerful, really wealthy and, and, and connected too. well connected. Yeah. Well connected. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it goes even with local stuff too, you know, in DuPage County. Yeah. Some of these judges that get appointed, um, you know, the associate judges, well, um, yeah, associate judges that get appointed, they're not voted in. So sometimes it depends on who's in power, at least back in the day, you know, yeah. one guy that's picking, you know, I want this guy to be the judge. Yeah. But you know, I'm not, I, I haven't been practicing long enough and I'm not old enough to know, uh, all those high powerful individuals that were doing that back in the day. So now, now back into like the judicial system and like defense attorneys, you ever worry about like one of those cats out there. You ever seen Law Abiding Citizen? Oh yeah, great movie. You ever? Yeah. You ever worry there's a dude out there? Has there ever been anything like legitimate like that where somebody like messed up a case and it's like, well, at least you know we got the best we could, and then he just starts killing everybody? I don't think like, I've ever seen that happen before. <laughs> I don't know how that would. Happen. I mean, dude, one of <laughs> that the, movie was the judge's phone blew up on her face. Dude, <laughs> I don't see that. Oh, happening. I thought she was snipered. No, she she op- she answered her phone and then it blew up. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, that dude, was, that shit was crazy. That was, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. A lot of people, a lot of people were, uh, were talking about how they didn't like it, but I, I, I thought, it, I, I, I thought, thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I thought it was a great. And movie. I'll be honest with you, I wanted the prosecutor to die. Yeah, yeah, he, what a fucking terrible deal for not, yeah, for so, not like, was, yeah, I think it was like just trying, like at the end where he's like, dude, yeah. you could have just tried. Yeah, it was two win two, or lose two years that one guy, the guy that actually did the rape. Yeah, and while the other guy who was just there, which regardless, they should have gotten the same. Yes, the same charge, but. Uh, or the same sentence, rather. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this guy needs to, this prosecutor needs to die, too. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. I can't even think. A terrible like, deal. At, and that's what I was kind of confused in the movie the whole time, because I'm like, I don't really see anything. Like, obviously, you know what I mean? Vengeance, moral, and everything yeah. like that. Two wrongs to make a right. But I'm looking at him, like, understanding and empathizing. Like, you just watch your wife and daughter get raped and murdered in front of you. It's like. You're just not going to, you know what I mean? Not only are you not going to do anything, but you're going to let somebody make a decision where they go free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you truly, like, you watched. What did he say? Like, what did they say when he said you watched? They were like, well, technically, they need, what, I don't know what they'd stated in the movie, but they were like, we need this for, for it to actually be legitimate. Like, like almost like factual proof, like, because there was, because you were unconscious. They yeah, said, because right. you're unconscious, okay. it's not actual factual proof. I was like... What the hell? That's horrible. Well, I mean, you have rape kits now that can actually, yeah, actually see if you know the guy ejaculated into yes. the woman. Yeah, see if he actually did commit the rape. So, 
Now, if they don't do that, does a rape kit still? You could still. I mean, you could still charge somebody with rape. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's cr- sexual. I think it. I, I don't know what the charges in Illinois. Um, now, what about the people that that get falsely accused of rape? Their reputation is ruined forever. Yep. You know what I mean? Not, not only is their reputation because typically it hits it hits some form of publicity where it's like they're ruined forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no rebounding from that. Well, how about or they go to jail for it? Yeah. I, no, I, I completely agree. Or people that are they they're 17 years old and they date somebody who's 15, or they're yep. 18 and they date somebody who's 16. They get charged with statutory rape and then yep. they have to register as a sex a sex offender for the rest of their life. That or for about 10 years. Damn. I mean, I got a client right right now that's that's dealing with that shit. I mean, it's it's just followed him his entire life, and it's such bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And you know, again. We're not magicians, so I'm telling them like, I can try. I can try to motion up the case to yeah to see if we can end the to end the uh, the sex registration early. Yeah, but it's it, it's statutory rape, so there's nothing. There's no way really around that. Yeah, and you know, people talk about loopholes. It's not necessarily loopholes. It's parts of uh, it's it's areas of the law that allow you to that allow you allow you to bring on an effective defense. So. Uh, you know, when people say loopholes, that doesn't, it's not like there's a hole in the law where somebody finds a way to get out of something. It's, it's the law. Somebody wrote that into law. Yeah. Um, and the problem with a lot of the laws that are written is, you know, you got, for instance, you, you talk about the feds, they have stacks of paper that are this high that they're voting on into law. So this entire stack of paper is getting voted into law by all the Congress people. And they have to look it over sometimes within two days. And it's like, how the hell do you get through all that? There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. So I wouldn't, I mean, if it was me, I would never vote for something like that because I don't know what's in it. Yeah. You know, page five could have something great, but page 1,626 could have a have a, an increase in capital gains tax. Yeah. You know? uh, which, again, we're getting into, we're getting into that territory you know raising taxes and stuff like yeah, that I'm, I'm, why can't we get rid of all taxes uh, shit, you're is there, the is there a way here. that were like a state could just handle their own educational system and you know roadways whatever the hell the taxes all go to like is there a way like the state could like self-pitch there's enough wealthy people in each state for yeah it to be like, i mean the states do take care of their own education but the federal government also gives the states money so okay you know, for instance, you can, uh, and I guess this also this will also get into commandeering too. But this, the federal government has the taxing and spending clause that allows the government to tax whatever they want as long as there's a legitimate government purpose and spend however they want as long as for a legitimate government purpose. Um, so with the taxing and spending clauses, uh, they can they can send money to the states. They can fund the states essentially. So when they raise the drinking age from 18 to 21. The last state to do it, I think, was Wisconsin, and they uh, the, the the federal government took away. They're like, all right, you're not going to raise the drinking age. We're gonna we're gonna take away your highway funding. We're gonna take ninety percent of it away or hundred percent of it away. Yeah. Unless you unless you raise the drinking age. So Wisconsin's like, well, shit. You know, we like that extra money. Yep. So we'll raise it. So that's kind of how that works too. Now some states will have alcohol just sitting in a gas station, and then Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure, like doesn't have as accessible al- alcohol like it's just all over the place in some places like it's everywhere hmm. 
like Ohio, I feel like has alcohol everywhere. Like anytime I'm driving through Ohio, it's just like you run an alcohol or something everywhere. There's alcohol just ever. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Pennsylvania. I've been to Ohio. Yeah. I mean, you know, being in Illinois, man, we run an alcohol out here all the time, too. Why is it so hard to get a gun here? Well, that's the Foyd Card Act. Yeah. It's another, is, is this the hardest state to get a gun? No. California takes the cake on that one. Seriously? Yeah. There's actually and there's a, there's actually a New York uh, case right now in front of the Supreme Court that was just argued. You should listen to it. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. They talk about, because New York, so there's shall issue states and may issue states for concealed carry. So this is kind of getting away from getting a gun in general. Um, the reason why it's hard, so to answer your question first, the reason why it's hard to get a gun in Illinois is because you have to get a FOID card first. You have to get approved for a FOID card. We're the only state, I think, that uses the FOID card system. Uh, and once you get approved, then you can purchase a gun. So the problem is with, it, to me at least, is we have a Second Amendment right to own a firearm, uh, to the right to bear arms. The question then becomes... Is it a right right now? I mean, how 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 many how many hurdles can you put in front of somebody until you start violating that right? Yeah. So that's where you have the Heller case and you have the McDonald's uh, city of Chicago versus McDonald. Um, that was a pretty good case too. So if somebody had a gun in Chicago without a void card, that's called a UUW. So it's an unlawful use of a of a weapon. But they couldn't just defend the case, which is saying, look, it's the right to bear arms. No, because Illinois has the Void Card Act. You have to get a Foyd card. So it's a whole like law thing, and then yeah. you, what is it like? A hey, you get, you get a one month slap on the wrist or something for a UUW? Yeah, uh, probably not. <laughs> it's probably a felony. So and that felony leads to jail time. Yeah. So fel- difference between a felony and a misdemeanor. Uh, the, I guess the main difference would be misdemeanor. You can spend up to 364 days in in uh, jail. So it's up to a year. Yeah. Felony, it's a year or more. Okay. Those are the difference really. And then obviously, with, with as a convicted felon, you usually can't own a firearm. In most states, uh, and you can't vote. Yeah, I was gonna say my parents, they can't do either of that, so they were felons. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think it's I, it's complete bullshit. Did you listen punishing. to the first podcast that kid that I had on? He does all of my media, so he just got out of jail two again? years ago. Peter, and he got put away for like online. He was like middlemanning marijuana, but now I'm I'm like asking him like, well, now there's states like Illinois where it's like recreationally legal. Yeah. But you still have that on your record, which prohibits you from doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And there's people still in jail for marijuana charges. For major marijuana charges. Major. Small marijuana charges. And again, I mean, this is okay. speaking in general terms. There yeah, are probably are still people. Uh, but with with all the petty marijuana offenses. Yeah, his was 2,000 pounds, so I can see. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I yeah, he's, he's going to, he, he would still get convicted. Okay, even today, like if you had Unless, two thousand pounds, yeah, he's, he'd still get convicted today. So I okay, mean, yeah, he's not doing too well with that. Yes, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, the problem is, is you can associate that with gang violence. So I could see him getting denied for a Floyd card. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I it, it sucks. I I hate, I hate that felons can't vote. Yeah. Because. Damn, you already served your time. Why do you got to continuously be punished? Well, know? the rehabilitation process doesn't seem, seem too well either. Because, like, I remember writing uh, or, like, petitioning to the president. I think I was, like, 14 or 15, just writing, like, requesting for a pardon for my mom. Yeah. Just because, you know, how hard it was working. I was, like, she was so was close to Was she charged with a federal crime? Yeah, she did federal. Both of them, both my parents did federal time. What were the charges? I don't know the actual charges for, like, her, but I know my dad's, like, money laundering, like, wiring, all that. He did, like, five or six years, and then he was in a halfway house for, like, another 
two or three and then probation for like another three to five. Yeah. So, but like she, she had got like sucked up into that. So she did two. Damn. Like two, two, something like that. Yeah. 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 You would have to position the president of the United States for that. Though. Yeah. I got a response. It was just like a thank you for, you know what I mean? With yeah. like the stamp. It was kind of cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure they wrote back to you, but I mean, it Not was probably some, it. some asshole aid. Yeah. That just, just threw yeah. a stamp. Yeah. Send it <laughs> back. Cookie cutter uh, response that they had ready to exactly. go. Exactly. Just yeah. hit that Sucks. back. It's kind of cool. Like I do not pay attention to the Kardashians at all. I actually did long time ago. You know what I mean? Like have a girlfriend that was into it, and then you kind of get sucked into it as a kid. (laughs) But like seeing like Kim Kardashian, I know she tries to fight like uh, just like just yeah she prison. You know what I mean with the prison system and everything like that, where it's not necessarily the best in certain areas. Yeah, she was advocating for uh, for uh, criminal justice reform with Trump. Yeah, yeah, and he passed it too. Yeah, I mean it's just. That's the, the the thing that's baffling to me is that most conservatives weren't talking about that because most conservatives are very, are very, uh, I guess, justice mindset. You know, they want they want people punished for their crimes. Yeah. Which that's the part I don't, I I'm not I don't line up with as far as conservative views go. Well, there's some countries out there like Sweden or something like you always hear like oh you're like memes and shit where it's like prison over there there's a couch and yeah you're reading and you're like yeah. rehabilitating and getting back into society where it's almost like a like a permanent little college you know what i mean where they're trying to make you better well, opposed almost, to just making you sit there and as opposed to illinois or not illinois the united states where we have private jails so the the owners of these private jails or prisons they get money per prisoner that they get so they have an interest in keeping people in prison so what separates a private jail from what would it be a federal or no i'd be it'd be uh, publicly funded so, like, you know, IDOC, the Illinois Department of Corrections. Yeah. You got the jail out in 26 in Cal. So what's the biggest jail in Illinois? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'd probably think 26 in Cal. That's uh, Cook County. Okay. Um, Which you don't ever want to go there. Yeah. No. It's gross. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. I wonder how many murders they have being that oh, big. Man. Yeah, I... I I mean, the the amount of murders in Chicago. Go to... There's a, there's a website. That's what I was thinking with this void card. What's the murder rate? Per capita with, with this, this void card. With void, with a void card. Like like you guys have all these loops and hoops you gotta jump through. Like yeah. what's the murder rate in Chicago? Here, I'll show you. Go to uh there's a website called heyjackass.com. Heyjackass. So it breaks down to date, um, all the murders and homicides in Illinois, in, in Chicago. Yep. So shot and killed 21. It shows you where they're shot at, how many were wounded, how many were killed. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's wild when you look at this stuff. So eight people have been killed this week. Yep. And Year how, and what the, what the conviction rate is. Year-to-date, 761 people shot. And killed. And killed. That's shot and wounded. Shot and wounded yeah. is, is Four, over 3,000. And total shot, 4,340. Total homicides, 809. Yep. I mean, holy shit, dude. Now, if if it was like Texas here when it comes to guns, what can you do in Texas? You can just literally just pull up and just... I'll be honest, I don't know. Sh- oh, okay. Yeah, so Texas... So Illinois law is different than Texas yeah. law. It's different than 
Pennsylvania. Nebraska so. was pretty easy. Like right yeah. when COVID hit, we were all like, "Hey, look, we should just have we should have guns just in case." Yeah. We just walked in there like, "What do you guys want? Just show us, you know, show us that you're it's older awesome. than 18." Yep. You know what I mean? Illinois, you need a FOID card and you have to fill out the uh well, you have to fill out the federal sheet that uh, that everybody does, but then yeah. you have a 3-day waiting period. Yeah. Which makes no again, it makes Can no sense. Can you buy guns online? Yeah. Now, how does that like, how does that work coming into Illinois? Gun broker, baby. You know, so so what, gets, what you got to do is you got to have it sent to an FFL. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a federally firearms licensing. So dealer. it doesn't get shipped to your house. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no, you know, when people say make make getting guns as hard as it is to vote, it's like, dude, shut the hell up. Like, yeah. you know, these, these are the same people that have no fucking idea how a gun works or how to get a gun. Yeah. That's the thing that drives me nuts. If you're, if you're against guns, you should learn how they work. Yeah. You know, it, you should, it, it, I mean, the only thing in this country that people choose to try to legislate without knowing, I guess I should say too, without knowing exactly how it works or what it's about, I would say would be abortions and guns. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows how a gun works. You, you walk up to somebody who's saying, make it hard to get guns. Okay. How does a gun work? What is, what's in a round that causes it to go boom? Explain that to me. Explain yeah. the anatomy of that. Explain the anatomy of how of a, of the integral parts of a gun, of a handgun, of a rifle. I, I, explain that to me. Nobody can because they they don't want to. They would rather sit there and say just ban them, because they kill people. It's like well, th- should ban cars and sugar. I hate that argument too. I, I <laughs> yeah. it drives me nuts because cars. What's the main purpose of a car? Yeah. What's the main purpose of a car? Point A to point B. Right. What's the main purpose of a gun? Point A to point B. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Point B, bitch, you're get out of my house. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, so it's like there's a big difference. But I, I in a sense, I agree with you. Yeah. It's like, all right, so we can we could put all these all these protections on cars to make sure people don't die from yeah. car accidents and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, they're two different things. And I'm fine with yeah. that because guns the purpose of a gun is to kill somebody. Yeah. All right. It's the way you use that gun. Is it to defend yourself? Is it to kill somebody to rob them? That's the point. Yeah. And that's the point of our Second Amendment rights, too. Yes. Because we weren't having these mass shootings back in the fucking 70s and 60s. And when did Kent State happen? I don't remember. I um, what that case would be called. Yeah. Let's that, look up. I think Kent that was State back shooting. in I think it was back in the 90s. Not as not as maybe just not as uh, not as much as they are now. No, not at all. And uh, again, it, it it goes behind it, it. That gets behind the family structure. And again, this is <laughs> Kent State was May fourth, nineteen seventy. Oh, that was the seventies. Oh, yeah. I stand corrected. But that might have been like one. That's the only major shooting I ever even know of, historically speaking. And I only know okay. that because I think Nick Saban went to Kent State. Okay. I wonder if he was there for, for yeah. those. Yeah, but it. You know, at the end of the day, you know. I think I think there's nothing wrong with learning how guns work. Absolutely. And actually taking classes where you get an instructor who Are there limits in Illinois on the types of guns that you can have in Illinois? Like can you have can you have automatic guns in any state or none? Uh you have to have a, a special stamp and it's expensive and yeah. you don't you can't be in Illinois. Can't have one in no. Illinois then? No, I know some I know I know a guy out Unless in you're like a gun dealer probably Illinois cuz some of these places like shooting ranges typically have some automatic weapons. Not the ones that I'm aware of. And there's none in Illinois that have automatic weapons. Um, if you go to Buffalo Range down in Ottawa, they they have automatic weapons there. Where's so, that? Uh, Ottawa is about an hour, hour and fifteen maybe south. It's right by Starved Rock. Oh, okay, so that's Illinois. Yeah, yeah. but that's um, like the only one you know. The only outdoor range in the in the state. Yeah. But and they have automatic. They do have an automatic. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but Nebraska they, was like everywhere. Yeah, same in PA. There's automatic weapons at the uh, gun ranges. Hmm. And you don't need no Ford car. You can just go in and be like, "Hey, I want to shoot today." Yeah, but I, the difference is taking those home. So can you take one home? Ah, oh, no, that's the question. No, yeah. I've heard so, of the stamps. Yeah, but you could buy them in Nebraska. But you okay. needed to you need to put in like a submit for one of those stamps. Yeah. It was like thirty thousand or something. Yeah, like it's that. it's a very expensive. But it's man, it's pretty cool. Insane. Yeah, and you can only buy the movies make it look way easier to shoot. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's way you harder. You're not really like, man. An automatic is almost impractical. Yeah. The only thing that's good for is is in the military and and putting down suppressive fire so somebody else can run and get some yeah. else so to hold down the enemy. But you can't you can't shoot anything with an automatic. Like the most you can go is semi-automatic. Uh, that yeah. Even that's, that's like psh, unless, like yeah. after I mean like obviously like those elite fighters, the army, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, Navy SEALs and shit like that. They they might be a little more zoned in, but like yeah, John Wick, you know, John Wick <laughs> shit like that. They're coming out with another John Wick. Yeah. Chapter four. Have you seen them all? Yeah, I've seen oh, them all. Love awesome. them. Love yeah, those movies, too. dude. I probably what what got me even more interested in like like guns and shit. So you, you don't own any, right? No. Yeah. I'm here in Illinois without a void card. So do you I mean just a podcast, dude? I I literally don't own any though. That sucks. Yeah, no, it sucks really bad. So that's why I'm excited to probably change my residency to, to Texas and not just stay here and get a gun, but obviously have have a place down in Texas for the winters. That's yeah. kind of my my long term vision of like having uh just having a sick place down in texas kind of like a bill zarian setup i could foresee sure you know what i mean have some tanks you You should look into seeing if yeah i have some tanks (laughs) dude i I swear to god like over time like i want some i want some sweet shit where i could just you know what i mean weekend go out there put a put a car full of tannerite out in some open field and just (laughs) blow it out dude shooting tannerite's a lot of fun i've only seen videos i've I've shot it before it's pretty cool is it insane it's it, it it's not, I mean, it, it was a small amount of tanner, right? So when I shot it, it just went pop, you know, yeah. it was a big explosion. Yeah. Um, left a little hole in the ground. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I got, I don't have a video of it, but I have, uh, here's a video of me shooting a, an automatic. What's your favorite gun? My favorite? Are we talking handgun or rifle? Uh, let's do both. Um, so my favorite handgun right now, my favorite, I, I'd say my favorite battery of arms is a 1911. Oh okay. Um, here I'll show you. I got. I'll show you a picture of mine. Uh, what bullet does that shoot? Depends. So here's my 1911 collection here. So wow. that's my that's my uh, Kimber 1911. That's a 45. That is. I don't own that one anymore, but that was a Springfield uh, Range Officer Elite that yep. shot a nine mil. And then this guy was a big guy. This is my uh, my ten mil. Okay. That's a Springfield Range Officer Elite in ten millimeter. So it's okay. a bigger barrel. Um, ten mil is a fat round i mean it's, it's how does big. that equate to like 45 so you could think of a 10 mil as like you could think of the 10 mil as like the big jack guy yeah all right and then you could think of the 45 as like the short strong man but he's not ripped so he's like slow moving but he's got a lot of power see with me being a badass kid i remember being 15 and having having a gun, I was on the streets a little bit, and I had a high point forty five. High point. Yeah, just some big ass gun with big ass bullets in it. I got it for two hundred bucks off some dude in an alley. You probably overpaid for that. I probably. Would, I wouldn't pay. I $50. hear they jam. Oh god, they're fucking and they're ugly as fuck too. Big, heavy, ugly yeah. ass gun. It's great for throwing at people. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> now in that situation, how would I have ended up if I would have got like caught up? Because I'm pretty Are sure you in Chicago. I was in, I was in Pennsylvania. I don't know about Pennsylvania, but if you're in Illinois, if I was in Chicago, 15, I think the serial number was messed up. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, you'd be you'd be you could be charged with a federal offense for messing with the serial at f- number at 15. 
well, yeah, I mean, that depends if they want to charge you as an adult, too. Yeah. So, um, I would think that you would probably get charged as a juvenile, though. Yeah. And so, what would that look like? Just juvie until 18, and then they would... Know, I've never dealt with a juvenile case. Okay. I, I know that they're sealed, and they're not open to the public. Wow. So, it's a little different. If you're charged in a, as an adult, then you go through the same process as everybody else. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Talking about guns. Guns. <laughs> You know what? That smells a little like gunpowder. This one does? Some One of the smokes. Does it smell like gunpowder? Something smells like Maybe I'm just thinking about guns too much. I mean, you hunt at all? I actually went hunting this past weekend, uh, but no. No go. Hunting's no. like selling. Or you know the deal with like yeah. like cases and probably fly, finding new clients. It's like seven no's and three yeses. Yeah, you got to be patient. But, man, I'm I'm not a big hunter. I, the I, patience? Huh? The patience? Not the patience. I mean, I just, I don't know if I could bring myself to shoot something that doesn't deserve it. Now, are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. It makes no sense. No, I know. It's like the only thing. I agree with you because like as emotionless as I am, I love animals almost like I love more than, I absolutely actually do love animals way more than fucking humans. Yeah. So, and it's not that I have a hatred towards humans. It's just animals don't talk. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not deceiving you or doing anything shit. For the most part, you know what I mean? It's like. One wants to kill you, you know it was like a lion for sure yeah. wants to kill you, you know what I mean? So right. it's like there is no like hidden agenda or anything like that. Um but yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. But I also can re- I like the hunters, like I follow dude Cam Haynes, hmm. Rogan hunts a lot, but like with their hunting, like they take it really almost r- like it's like ritualistic where it's like Cam Haynes is like running twenty miles a day. It's all bow hunting, like real traditional, like almost like praise over the like the deer and like yeah. he, like they eat everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they use all the meat. Yeah. They're real respectful, real I mean, humble. That's, but that's what you got to do though. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you don't want to be I, one of those guys. My though. goal is to be on a 100%, not 100% meat, but like 100% organic like hunter meat diet. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to eat. Elk. You don't want to eat farm raised. Uh, no. I don't want to yeah. eat any. I don't, I don't want anything that I don't know where it came from. Like after this year of like people trying to force this vaccine, I now like... I don't want to drink water where I don't know where it's coming from. Like I want all of my, I want to see it all myself. Yeah. I want to see it all myself. I still like feel bad. Like just thinking of like what all pesticides and things are just put out and like into the water or whatever, just out into the, out into the world that we're con- consuming and that how it's yeah. affecting us long term. where it's like, is it just naturally creating cancer where there can just be that need to buy, you know what I mean? The medicines and certain things like that, where it's just a cycle of, Death and life and money. Yeah, one of my ex girlfriends was a. Ve- uh, she still is vegan. Okay. Um, we still talk too. She's a good good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, man, it the the stuff that she showed me, um, especially specifically with dairy, um, I try as much as I can to stay away from dairy. Though. Yeah, same. Um, dairy is just awful. A month I mean, and a half, I think I've been off of off of dairy, yeah. like pretty decent. I yeah, I I haven't really. You know, occasionally when I have pasta, I'll have some cheese. With oh, it you got to have pasta. Yeah, exactly. But, but <laughs> you know, have so, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like my coffee, for instance, I don't, if I'm getting coffee with some sort of milk in it, it's usually oat milk. Yep. Uh, coconut milk, something yep. like that. Um, it's never dairy anymore. Okay. I'm still not 100%, 100% convinced about the meat. Specifically, like we were talking about. Oh, uh, hell no. The, I the love hun- meat. Yeah, right. But, I mean, hunting. You know, yes. if, you're, if you're, you're smoking an animal out there and then you're eating that animal, well, you know where it's coming from, like you yep. said. Yep, yep. When you're getting a farm-raised animal, I mean, they, they feed them shit. They don't take care of the animals. Dude, they, and I was hearing, like, tofu, mm-hmm. it requires you to, like, destroy, like, 
a significant amount of land and like like the the soil and everything like when when like they're getting all the ingredients to create tofu and certain like it's very destructive yeah like it's not good for for the environment right so it's like it's the same thing with palm oil you know what i mean and like if you don't have some form of management in place for for animals like deer what's going to happen is you're going to hit them you know what i mean they're going to overpopulate and you're going to hit them you know what i mean they're going to be jumping all over the highway it's funny though because i you know i said the same thing my ex was like well She's like, if we're not killing all the wolves that are taking care of the deer population, we wouldn't have an overpopulation of deer. So it kind of makes, I mean. All right, I don't know who the fuck eats wolf. Uh, no, right. I, but, but, but some, I mean. But I do know there's hunters out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, people that's like, oh, hell yeah, And wolf. then there's, there's trophy hunters, too. Yes, that are, yeah. That are, I, I can't stand trophy hunters. Yeah, that's a little yeah. excessive. Yeah. I can see, like, the thrill of the hunt, but, like, you know what I mean, where I try to see it from both sides, but at the yeah. same time, it's like. You know, usually it ends their career if they like someone ever finds out. You know what I mean? Like that one doctor that the like, Jimmy John's guy, he's a oh, trophy hunter. Oh yeah. hell, did that ruin his career? I, I, people are buying Jimmy John's all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say, but like so. his publicity though. Like I, I, I this is the first I'm hearing of it. I remember a doctor shooting some lion or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean Harambe is like a holiday. Didn't he get voted for president? <laughs> yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> more people. Yo, he died for his sins. You better respect him, right, right, bro? Like holy <laughs> hell. Holy hell. Um, back in, you know, we started, we, we went down this great tangent, but with you growing up, what are some of the like valuable things that you remember growing up? So when I was growing up, I was, uh, man, I, I didn't get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. I, I didn't do, I didn't. Your parents were like just real good. Like, well, you know, I, uh, I'll be honest. I hate using this word, but I can't think of anything else to use, but I, I was privileged growing up. You yep. know? Um, so I, that's my, what I want to do for my kids. Yeah, both. Exactly. And, and the there's whole a lot point of, of this. A, right. And a lot of good things came from that. My parents, I, I learned how, what a good, stable family and yep. marriage should look they like. They're still together. My, they're still together. Yeah. Wow. So, how many years? I think they're 40 or 50 years. Dang. That's oh, insane. Let me, no, I, I might be yeah. 30. I'm sorry. 30. They're going <laughs> to, if they hear years. this, dude, you're going to get smacked. 40 years. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah, hilarious. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually, my dad, my mom doesn't care about her age. Yes. Uh, my dad is, is all crazy about it, but, um, you know, it, growing up with them, uh, it, it's nice because I know what a good stable family and marriage should look like. Yeah. So it's almost, it's almost good that I grew up, you know, privileged it's the a way blessing. I was. The thing that sucks is that I, you know, I didn't get into much trouble. Yeah. My, my mom put the fear of God in me. Yeah. So I, I couldn't do anything. Uh, I, I, I remember my be, boy's dad freaking out the Italian kid. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of those kids. And my dad, like, you know what I mean? Like, borderline. Like, most, some of his charges were, like, child abuse. So, like, I know it. Like, a, you know what I mean? Crazy. What? An Italian, like, an OG Italian dad getting yeah. mad, dude. And I worked for him for a while. Like, yeah. My dad was a little more laid back. My mom was the one that I got, I was afraid of. And, yeah, and some yeah. of the females, too. Even yeah. even more so, some of the Italian females, like, holy hell. Yeah, my. Holy hell. There was this one thing. So, one of the stupid things I did when I was younger, and there was one, wasn't a lot. Yeah. I, uh, it was like, I think I was in sixth maybe sixth grade, seventh grade. And my buddy, one of my buddies and I, we went down to, so I, I lived on a hill. Um, so you got the hill right here and then there was, you cross the street and then there was a park down here. So you walk down this hill and then you're at the park. It's called Tompkins park. Yeah. So my, one of my other buddies lived right here. So his backyard was the park. It was pretty yeah. cool. So he was still sleeping and it was just, you know, the 4th of July had just passed. So we had like bottle rockets and shit. Yeah. So I go to my buddy and I'm like, yo, I'm like, let's, we're waiting. Let's just start lighting off bottle rockets. So we start lighting them off and stuff. There was a pair of shoes by the soccer net, and there was a porter potty. So I go, I'm like, yo, Nick, let's 
take these shoes and put them inside the porta potty and light them on fire. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we shove uh, toilet paper in them. We light them on fire, and these fucking things were just blowing up. I mean, they were a huge fire. So I I see a cop driving by, and my buddy Nick he runs. My dumbass goes to hide in like the little in one of the tubes on the playground. Yeah. Cop gets out of his car and he goes. I could see you there. He's like, come out. So I come out. You know, I was a little kid. Yeah. And the cop's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. He goes, you're doing anything by the porta potty? I'm like, no. So he walks over to the porta potty, opens it up. Big fucking fire. Almost like a bonfire in there. Yeah. And he just opens it up. Nonchalant. All right. Let's go get the fire extinguisher. We start slowly walking back to his squad car. He pulls out the fire extinguisher. He slowly walk back over there. And, uh, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. He goes, you know, you better call your buddy back here or else he's going to be in a lot more trouble than yeah. he already is. So I call him up. I'm like, yo, I'm like, you got to come over here. You're going to be in trouble, which, you know, was bullshit. Yeah. Um, so his, you know, he comes over there. His dad, uh, his dad comes and gets him, you know, takes him home. Yeah. My parents, you know, we live up, up the, uh, up the street. So <laughs> I had to call my parents. My both my parents are walking down this hill. My mom's wearing these fucking pink pajamas, and she's fucking walking, you know, four foot eleven, just yeah. walking down the hill, all pissed off. Cop steps in front of me because he could see how pissed off my mom was, and the cop goes, uh, "He's like, yeah, he's like nothing. There was no damage to the porta potty. He's like, you know, we're just taking it down for a report. Uh, you know, I could see he's in good hands now. My mom's like, yeah, he's in good hands. So <laughs> my mom takes me back, call my buddy Nick. I'm like, yo, what happened to you? He's like, I got grounded for a month. He's like, what happened to you? I'm like, I had to watch a documentary on flyers. Jesus <laughs> it Christ. Was fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> documentary was, on fires. Yeah, it was it was some dumb shit. That's hilarious. Now, I remember you said, what did you originally go to school for? Was it for law? So I went to undergrad. I um, majored in philosophy of law and criminal justice. Okay. Philosophy of law is pretty much just I was a, wondering it's, what it's, it's just a philosophy class. It's not like Mark so it's like Marcus Aurelius and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Still, I'm reading a book called The Daily Stoic right now. Kind of got put on from one of my boys. I just did a podcast with him. He's real big in philosophy. Yeah. Joey Crivelli, but like a lot of Marcus Aurelius mm-hmm. and Seneca. Yeah. It's really just a daily daily reader on philosophical yeah. uh, quotes, and then it kind of dissects it mm-hmm. into an open-minded perspective of how you can apply that and implement it into your day. Okay. It's pretty fire. What's it called? The Daily Stoic. The Daily Stoic. Yeah. Real good book. Yeah. Let me take it down. Simple, easy. Uh, uh, good insight for the day. Yeah, but philosophy of law, criminal justice, um, it was mainly criminal. The main, the main thing I went to college for, though, was mock trial. Okay. So it was like, it's a, it's basically a fake trial. You're put on, it's, the way I describe it is it's a sport without the sports. Yep. There's no physical activity, but you're put on a team, you have coaches, you compete, you get trophies. How'd you do in that class? It, the- it was, um, they ran it like a, like a sport. They didn't okay. run it like a class. Um, okay. So we sat in classrooms, we worked on stuff. Yeah. But it was almost like a sport, though, because we weren't necessary. I mean, we were learning stuff, of course, because we yeah. had to. But we were almost com- we were almost practicing for the competition. So you get a, a small fact pattern. Uh, you get different witnesses. So my first case was a drinking and driving case. Yeah. In college, so we I I probably ran that case a thousand times. So you do the same case over and over. Yeah. And there's three attorneys. Um, there's three witnesses. There's an, a person who does an opening statement and a person who does a closing argument. And then you have two judges who are usually either a, a professor, uh, a law student, or a lawyer. And they judge you based on a scoring sheet. So they judge you based on... So you're going up against another team. So it's your team with your three attorneys and three witnesses against another team with their three 
attorneys and three witnesses. So the goal of the case is not to get a guilty verdict or a not guilty verdict. It's to put on the best case. Mm-hmm. Um, and what determines the best case? The, the judges. So they judge you based on how your presentation looks, how your arguments are, uh, how if you're on, if you're take if you're using. Why notes, wouldn't they just judge on facts brought to the because, case? Because the facts are always set in stone. They're always they're the already same. provided. Yeah. And then you build off of that and right. defend it. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah, the witnesses, you know, for instance, if you're, let's say you're an eyewitness, uh, you, you go based off of what an affidavit says. And an affidavit's basically their statement yeah. of the events that transpired that day. Yeah. And that program allows you to kind of expound on it. So one year I was an accountant, but I played as like this mafia accountant. It was okay. pretty funny. Uh, so like I, I had this really thick Chicago accent. I pretended like I was kind of in the mafia. Yep. Threw people off like crazy. Because they, because they just, you know, how you cross-examine somebody. That's, yeah. So, I, you know, that was that was my main, my main thing that I enjoyed doing. Um, and I did pretty well, too. I had a lot of good, a lot of good coaches, a lot of good students that were on the team. Um, I think I got 11 outstanding attorney awards and three outstanding witness awards. Yeah. So I played as a cop and then I cross-examined the cop as a defense attorney. So you play both sides of the case. Yep. And, uh, it, it was just, it was a blast, man. I, we, you know, we went to Yale, yep. uh, university. I took an outstanding attorney award there. We beat Harvard. You and know, what so university did you go to? I went to Lewis university. And where's that? That's in, uh, uh, Romeoville, right by Juliet. So is that like I- Ivy League? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. It's a tiny, tiny school. Is it like Catholic? Uh, yeah, actually. It's oh, a okay. Catholic Lasallian, uh Catholic Lasallian University. Ah. Um, be honest with you, man. I The only people that go to Ivy League schools are people that are really, really smart. Yeah. Um, they have somebody that's a, uh, you know, one of their family members is a senator or, you know, somebody that's a fucking rich person. Or they, they went, or their family members went there. So, what about like really rich too? Or, or yeah, right. Really rich too. Senators, right. but rich. you know what, man? My when we were at Yale, my first time at Yale, my coach was, he was telling us, he's like, all right, our first round, we're going up against Harvard. Yep. And you know, all of us kind of. And did you travel there? Yeah, we flew. Okay. Yeah, it's in Connecticut. Okay. Um, so my, you know, my coach was telling us, he's like, you're going against Harvard. He goes, let me tell you guys something. He goes, those people, they have everything handed to them. Their mom and dads, they're fucking rich people. They're all white-collar assholes. He goes, you guys all come from blue-collar families. You guys know what it's like to work hard, and you guys know what it's like to, to have to earn earn the things that you have in life. Yeah. He's like, so you guys are going to beat these people, and we fucking crushed them. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was awesome. Were they kind of astounded? Like, was it like a upset? You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't think they really thought anything of us. Um, you know, like, like you said, it's just a bunch of – preppy uptight my dad's a lawyer kind of people yeah you know yeah it's yeah those kind of you know it's it's almost like they don't have any humility yeah so you know being that's why i'm saying like being grounded kind of in smaller universities where nobody's really heard of it it kind of humbles you a little bit more because you're grateful for what you have and and how you work for it so absolutely and again not to say that people from harvard aren't that way but you know the ones that i encountered weren't very humble yeah. yeah. They didn't have any humility. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is uh like one of your favorite childhood memories like growing up? Oh man. I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a minute. I think one of them was when I was wrestling 
and it was at a Palatine tournament, and I was in the finals. It was uh, it, it was the main tournament, and I got sick out of nowhere. I had a fever. Yeah. I, I like I fell asleep on my chair. Yeah. And then I got woken up by a coach, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, you're up." And I'm yeah. like, "Are you serious?" And he, it was the it was the last the last match was first place. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to go, and I feel like shit. And I remember saying a prayer really quick, and I'm like, God, if you could just let me get past this and try to win. Yeah. And I pinned the guy in 13 seconds. Jesus. It was fucking cool. How old were you? Uh, I was a freshman, so I think I was 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking wild. Dude, I mean, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. Was, I don't know you wrestled. What weight did you wrestle? Uh, 119 and 125. Ah. Yeah. And I, I started wrestling in, uh, man, was it third grade? Okay. Yeah. So third grade all the way up to my sophomore year. Yeah. I broke my ankle, so I was out for junior year, and yeah. then I got a job, and I started making money. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the same as I used to be." Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you know, after a while, I started. You know, I was always a little guy, so like you know, I, I'm obviously not the tallest person. Yeah. I tell people five foot seven, but I'm like five foot six and some change. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I never was big. I was never a big guy. So yeah. I remember this one girl when I worked, I, I worked at Caputo's as a front end manager. Yeah. Um, and this one girl was like, oh, you're so little, so cute. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's <laughs> so fucking degrading. So at that point, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm working out. I'm going to start getting bigger. I'm going to start yeah. getting stronger. I don't want to be known as the little guy yeah. anymore. So I've been working out. That that was back in like 2011, maybe. So I've been working out for like about 10 years now. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say you got a good build, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. The guy the guy I work out with now, uh, he's my trainer. Yeah. Uh, survival at the fi- of the fitness. Uh, that's his his new business. His yeah. name is Cisco. Yeah. He's he's a fucking beast. That's yeah. He, he where practices. do you guys work out at? Uh, he's got a he runs a gym in a, out of his house. Okay. So in his basement, um, yep. he's got a really nice setup. He's got a whole turf. Um, Roll machine. He's got cables. He's got uh, landmine, uh, landmine areas. You know, uh, yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, I yeah. don't know how else to describe him. Um, yeah. And he's just—I mean, the guy is just a bevy of knowledge when it comes to working out. Yeah. So a lot of the things that he has us do, you know, you you cut up a lot. You uh, you can build a lot of muscle that way too. Yeah. So I mean, he does he does a great job. Yeah. So I started working out with him. Really working out with him about two years ago. Now, did we say what kind of favorite rifle you have? No. What um, was your favorite rifle? My AR-15. Okay. Yeah. Is it Spring- custom at all? No, but it's a, Sp- a Springfield Saint. It's their base model, but it comes with everything already tricked out. Um, the only thing I don't have is, a, is an optic right now. I run irons. I had an AR-10, and it Damn. shot three oh eight. Yeah. And it had a custom skull. Right where the clip would go. Yeah. Like a porcelain skull. Obviously not porcelain though. I feel like that would be too fragile. Yeah. But it was this white skull with the teeth right where the, uh, and then it had a chrome twisted barrel. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty was, cool. Yeah. I, I just, I just picked up a Kimber uh, ESV. It has a titanium uh, nitrate gold barrel. The so, one dude here I'll introduce you to before we leave loves guns from Nebraska. Yeah. He's got the shotgun from John Wick that uh Caltech. Benelli, I think it is. Is it a Benelli? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a Keltec. Yeah. The Maybe he's got a different gun then. Okay. But he's got this dope shotgun. I'll describe it to you. Yeah. Need to talk to him about but his yeah. Nebraska guns. Yeah, man. I Yeah, guns are... I, I just got into them like maybe three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Or no, no, God. 
2016, I think it was. Now, are you into any movies? As we wrap up, I always like to get people's like favorite movies. Goodfellas is my favorite movies. Goodfellas yeah. is a phenomenal 100% movie. 100% my favorite movie. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um, you have like another top three? Yeah. Goodfellas? Good. 007 Casino Royale. Yep. That's definitely one of the top ones. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was a great movie. Love Marvel movies. Yeah. Any Marvel movie I, uh, yeah. I pretty much love. But the Thors and the Guardians of the Galaxies, mm-hmm. really love. All, the Avengers, you got to love. Spider-Man's. I like Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah. So, I um, think more of Iron Man. Iron Man's phenomenal yeah, too. He's my guy. I don't know what yeah. they're gonna do. If they're gonna like bring him back. Or nah, he's hanging it up. I think he's done for sure. Yeah, he should be. I don't know, dude. I was hoping he would just go forever. <laughs> dude, Robert Downey Jr. is the shit. Though. The shit, bro. Yeah, he's awesome. The shit. And I don't know, really can't think of any other like things that I like from him. Yeah. Um, the Judge was pretty good. Yeah. Where he was a lawyer. His dad, who was Robert Duvall. From The Godfather, uh, Tom Hagen, he played as a, his dad as the judge okay. in that movie. It was pretty good. I like the movie he's in, and it's more of a comedy with the dude from uh, with the dude from The Hangover. Bradley Cooper? No, what's the... Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I don't know if I said his well, name. But they're in that movie, and he's got like the French Bulldog, and they're on a road trip. Damn, I don't think I saw that. Dude, let me look up the name of it. I gotta. Wa- I'm gonna watch that tonight then. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach. I hope. I hope I'm saying this right. Movie. It's called the Due Date. I think. The Due Date. Yeah, Due Date. Just Due Date. Yeah, Due Date. And they got the. Uh, here's kind of the trailer. Let me just skip. It's hilarious. Oh, get the hell out of here. Yeah, dude. Shit looks hilarious. It's hilarious. Did this just come out? Nah, 2010. 2010? This is a phenomenal movie. <laughs> that looks awesome. That was in the peak of Robert Downey Jr.'s career, dude. Too, you that got was when he, that was when he was just Iron Man. Two yes, years ago. bro. Yeah. Yes, dude. Phenomenal movie. So, Goodfellas, 007, and then Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, What's the next Thor coming out? That year, is, so. I think it's called Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I man, I kind of gave up on the Marvel movies because uh, of After Avengers with Iron Man. Again. Well, I gotta be honest with you. Endgame sucked. I hated it. You didn't like it? Uh, man, I was sitting in the movie th- and I was the per- I w- in Infinity War, I was all jacked up. I was like, "Oh damn, this is where Iron Man dies." I'm like, "No." And then uh Strange saves him. Yeah. And then, you know, so I walked out of that movie just blown away. Yeah. Endgame, I left upset. What would you what would you have done differently? Like did it follow the comics? I don't Well, I didn't care about the comics. Okay. Um they know. actually No, no, I know, but I'm I didn't care so much about the comics as just a good story. I just didn't enjoy it. Um, there were nice. I, I enjoyed different scenes. You know, like yeah. a couple of scenes where, y- if you pull something out of the movie to watch it, yeah, I would enjoy it. But the movie in a, in a whole, I mean, especially with the Hulk. I mean, they fucking ruined the Hulk. But they made him so soft. Yeah, they made him a bitch. Yeah. And then like you know they they were gonna. I wanted them to explain what happened from Infinity War, and they didn't. The only yeah. way you would figure that out is if you did independent research and asked the directors what their thought process was behind it. Yeah. And then. Thor. I mean, that was just fucking ridiculous, man. Made him a fat ass loser. Well, I mean, I mean, from Thor Ragnarok, you know, he, he went from somebody who never wanted the throne, 
And then he had this huge character build. I mean, to a guy who's like, I don't want the throne, but it's my responsibility to take it. Yeah. And then he loses, and it was a nice motivation for him in Infinity War. But then he just turns in this fat piece of shit again. And it's like he regresses back from that character build that he got from Ragnarok. And it's yeah. like, how do you do that? How do you take that character and ruin it? And I mean, and again, I think it's, I think it has to do with people being like, oh, body positivity. And it's like, all right, man, I, I'm all for body positivity. If you, if you lost a limb from the war or if you were born with a body. Yeah, but defect. I'm not going to, I'm not but, going to cheer someone on and being a fat ass. Yes. Because and it's I, unhealthy. And, yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and make fun of fat people either. Because no, not at that's, all. that's not, I don't think that's right. I was right a fat either. little kid. Yeah. I was a skinny little kid. Yeah. Both of which weren't healthy. Yeah. But the problem is it's like. You shouldn't glorify that. You no. should glorify the but people who should be body positive are the people who are actually taking care of themselves, that yep. are watching their diet and that are not dying from COVID because they're in such great shape. Yeah, exactly. Now again, there's a handful of people, obviously, who've died from COVID, who yeah. had no underlying disease and they were in very good shape. Yep. But the main people who pass, and I'm, I just kind of went off on a tangent again, but the main people who pass are away from COVID people. are fat and old. Yes. Yeah. So- Again, it, with that with the Thor movie, it's like you just took one of the most powerful characters and you dumbed him down to this just insane. Yeah, I hated it. Insane. I mean, it was cool at the end when he, you know, was wheeling both hammers, but it just it wasn't. Still, it, dude, it sucked, man. I, I and he'll be in the next it. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. That's what I heard too. Yeah, I think he'll yeah. be in the next. So I'm hoping I'll kind of get a vibe and see like what that's going to be like, and then kind of get an idea. Also, I I mean I I'm a big movie guy. That's like my the only thing I do outside of work is movies yeah so like that's my that's, that's one of my that's escapes. pretty much what we did in law school my roommates and i yeah we just fucking watch movies yeah dude uh all all day good I goes mean, is a good go-to yeah it was fun good go-to um music everything 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 yeah and i'm not new saying old everything rap yeah. country rock Doesn't all matter. of it the only I'm thing the i'm not the only thing i'm not good with is artists but i love not, listening to everything yeah i'm not the best with like artists and lyrics but i'm i'm pretty diverse i yeah. don't get into like the like the Juice World, Tyler the Creator, like the depressed rap, Juice oh. World. You know okay, what I'm talking yeah, about? I'm f I think I'm familiar. I think I'm familiar. Did he do a? He's from Chicago. He got shot, or no? He uh, overdosed. Oh damn! Yeah, that sucks. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Did him and Machine Gun Kelly do something together? Probably. I don't know. Okay. I my one of the dudes here, my my right hand man. He loves Juice World. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with Juice World, but rap, rock, metal, heavy metal. You have like Rock a favorite, country. favorite like band or song. My or? favorite, oh man, my favorite metal band is either Disturbed or Slipknot. Yep, Slipknot's um, good. My favorite rock band, man, Nickelback for you, huh? No, <laughs> hey, Nickelback's pretty good. <laughs> no, you though. can't go wrong with Rockstar, dude. Hey, dude, they sell out every concert. Yeah, you can't every go wrong. concert. I don't know why people make fun of Nickelback. I like Nickelback because they're so fucking cliche. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's, Nickelback. It, I do too. But yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I like Nickelback a lot. Um, I don't listen to them on the regular. Though, yeah, no, me yeah. either. It's rare occasion, like yeah, Nickelback yeah. time. But man, favorite rock band? That's a tough one. I like Bob Sager. I know he's not a rock band. Yeah, I don't think, but I like. It's not bad. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent's pretty good. Stranglehold. Mm-hmm. Dude, that fucking guitar solo. Kenny Chesney band. Kenny Chesney's good. Yeah. Good old country. Did I say band? Yeah, not band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch. It's um, good. And then, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, ACDC, classic rock. I can't think of a good rock band that I like right now. Yeah. Um, alternative I listen to a lot, too. Yeah. So, like, your emo shit. 
Yeah. Kids that wore all the black makeup in school. Yeah. Like that music. I never wore the black makeup, but I listened to the same music. Yeah. Uh, that's dope. Uh, rap too. So obviously Eminem. I like yeah. I like a lot of the older rap though, like Fifty yeah. Cent. Yeah. Same. Um, Biggie. Feels like there's some more flavor in it. Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely depth. I'm into this guy named NF. Yeah, I know. He's NF. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, his his shit's great to work out to. Yeah. Great to work out to. Um, Machine Gun Kelly's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I like both his rap and his new alternative <sighs> swing that he's doing. Um, and then obviously your classics, Dean, Dean Martin, Sinatra. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got like Tony Sinatra. Bennett. You probably walk in every room listening to Sinatra, oh. <laughs> Sinatra playing behind you. <laughs> Fly <laughs> me to the moon. Hilarious. Yeah, but Tony Bennett does a really good, uh, really good cover on that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a stand up? Huh? Is that a comedy? Tony Bennett? Yeah. No, he's a singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's I'm like, he's like Dean Martin. Oh, yeah. okay. Dean cool. Martin or Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's like 90. I think he's like 91 right now, and he's got Alzheimer's, and he can still sing. Damn. Yeah, he's he's fucking he crushed it. Watch uh, him and Lady Gaga. They did a, they did a uh, a duo. Wow. I think it was like maybe a few weeks ago. Wow. And it, man, the guy, you could tell that he has Alzheimer's. Cause yeah. He he didn't really know where he was. He didn't know that he sold out a whole stadium. Joe Byron. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Byron. Joe Byron. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. TikTok. Go, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, He's, dude. Let's go, Brandon. The Joe Byron. Bing bong. Joe yeah. Byron. <laughs> Hilarious. My favorite of the Joe. Let's go, Brandon stuff. Dude, in the whole stadium yeah. and the news reporter's like, "Can you hear can that? Can you hear them? You're yelling, let's go, Brandon. They're <laughs> <laughs> hearing, let's go, Brandon. And then they'll reflect back and be like, apparently they were saying, we love you, Joe Biden. It's like, they were saying, fuck you. <laughs> You're just screaming yeah. at like, the, they were saying, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Those people are so disconnected from reality. Right, bro? Yeah, it's, it's like, too fucking funny. what the fuck? It's hilarious. You want to shout out anything before we wrap up? Your law firm. Yeah. So um, I practice out of Glendale Heights, law office of Frank Finella. You can ask for me, Anthony Scorzo. Represents um, our office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do everything in general practice, so criminal law, family law, real estate. All my cases uh, have been successful. Yeah. <laughs> speeding yeah. Spe- speeding tickets, people. Yeah, that's been yeah, that's been fun. So uh, but yeah, give me a call. Uh phone number six three zero four six two seven six four six. You can ask for me, that's my office number. Awesome. Anything so, else you want to shout out? Yeah, just hide all my friends, Joe, Eddie, Frank, Greg, my parents, my mom and dad, Rita and Tony. Let's go. Yeah. We don't have a big following yet, but 400 or 500 listeners it looks yeah, like man. right now it's pretty good right I'll, off rip I'll promoting it so so let's go let's go well it was yeah. awesome having you anthony yeah, thank you thanks brother. for having me man